0: course, of course, you bouncer. Uh-oh. And now, about to witness the awesome, uh, a crushing. Uh, A might of the U.S. Robinson uh, show. From the lack of oxygen. Speaking of which, oxygen. Mm, this means I go on to the show less crazy than usual. Welcome to version two, two, one of the Eugene S. Robinson Show stopper I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> and uh let's see. Mm, mm, what are we going to talk about today? Oh. Being that rageaholic that I am, I'm not really a rageaholic, I'm just an impatient guy. Well, I'm not really impatient, I'm pretty patient about a lot of things like revenge, but uh, impatient about things like traffic. Anyway, we're going to talk about the oopsie, we're going to talk about the SCOTUS ruling, talk about a lot of stuff, but first, as since 2007 has been our habit, Stigmata singing us in, Bob Riley. The song is called Intro All of Nothing Off of the Record, Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer, shoot you to death in a nightclub, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Ah, you made it. Uh, but listen, listen well. I could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So be in payback and for always nothing. Yeah, my friends. Uh, welcome to a show that seemingly. Oh, 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 what's happening? Oh, there we go. Seemingly never ever sort of ends. I said that about uh, Showstar our Knuckle Up, and it ended. But, yeah, that's because you guys fell seven short of the goal. And so there we were. And now here we are. Fortunately, we're not running these shows backwards, not like the clocks that some of you seem to think you have at home. We're running these shows forwards. And this is 2-2-1 two, two, of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. And uh, it's not burning up hot today. I'm a little stinky and dirty. And uh, you can see now that uh, I, I did jiu-jitsu, eight rolls. Then I went running. Yeah, I just wanted to see. Now I, I have a story about what's coming up. Yeah, let me tell you. I'll get to it after the commercials. The amazing thing that happened to me this week and then ran. Then I took out the wreck the, the bag, did that, lifted weights. Uh, my traps are killing me. I'm getting ready for the Boone shows. And now here we are. But uh, first off, commercials. Pinko95014 at yahoo.com. Is the PayPal address. Uh, Venmo is Eugene Robinson 28. uh, And that's the Venmo, which means that Cash App is Planet Oxbow. Or you could do slash the stomper. Well, I got to get to that today. They don't charge you guys unless uh, I load the shows up. And I always seem to forget to do that. So I will do that today after the show. And then, uh, or you could do it the old fashioned way. I'm not gonna write it down. You just have to remember it if you like the old-fashioned way. P O Box 19271, Stanford, California, uh, 94309. That's the way to support 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 the show if you desire to do so any other way, cash-wise, gift-wise, other than just listening, which is usually enough for me. Um, so 221, here we are. So let's uh, let, 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 let's go through it. So you know I've been having this problem with the with the hips, right? If you were able to see me, I walk like an old Western gunfighter now. Boom, 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 boom. You know, duh, 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 duh. that's not how normal people should step, unless you're a fucking zombie or a Western gunfighter. You shouldn't be walking that way, right? So at first it was the heels. So I go, they do that thing with the the, the insurance. Five years later, still doesn't do. With the Japanese and the German doctors were observing. There's like shock waves. I you went through, remember we went through all that. So my heels, my heels are suddenly fine. The doctor gives me this shit to do. Physical therapist, who actually was one of the parents at my kids' school, said at my uh, kids' oldest elementary school, says, Hey, listen, you need to do these things called clams. What's a clams? Well, if you do jujitsu, we call them the Suzanne Summers, like the thigh, the thigh buster thing. Except you lay on your side, you put the rubber band around your knees, and you stretch your legs, right? So it hits the hip joint, like right where your pockets are if you would if you had pants on, like if I had pants on and they would be right there so all of a sudden she says well how many how many do i do she said well you could do four sets four or five sets i go how many well until you get tired you see i can't have a normal doctor i have to have a doctor that has to say i said how many she said until you get tired so oh oh, oh, oh i see i see i guess you think i'm one of those people who just gets tired huh So I ended up doing like hundreds of them and my hips hurt. And finally, I was like, this is fucked up. I'm like, I'm falling down at jujitsu. I I can't walk down the side. I'm like walking like an old man, like nothing, old man. Right? So I was like, you know, I did like a month of those. I'm like, this is fucking me. My heels feel fine. This thing with the hips is crazy. I got this tour to go on with Boonewell. I'm like, I I need to deal with this. I can't be hobbling around. You know, plus always, you know, we play England. People don't learn lessons the easy way in England. <laughs> so you know I'm trying to send messages out that this is this is the wrong tour to fuck with me on. It is absolutely the wrong tour. Don't do it. don't even think about doing it. Somebody's gonna get hurt and I'm not talking about feelings. So I sit, I find break down I go I need cortisone shots. The doctor's like, well I can see you as that's too close to a leaving date. I need him now this is an emergency so I go in does an examination. She says, "Well, I don't think you need cortisone." I go, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "If it was hip pain, you'd be feeling an inside. Do you feel when you land your side, you sleep? Does it hurt?" No, it doesn't hurt. And uh, you know, she's going through this whole checklist of things. That's not what it is. That's the, it's not going to help you. No reputable doctor is going to do it. I can't. I don't know what to tell you. I can't. What do I? What can I tell you? What can you tell me? You could you could administer some. I'll follow a Hippocratic oath and help me out here. You know, it's a painkiller. You take a painkiller. Yeah, it's not doing anything. She says, Yeah, I, I guess, wouldn't guess that it would. You know, I tell you what, why don't you go? And I'm thinking, Yeah, yeah. Why don't you go and yeah, get yourself some leave? A leave. Get yourself some leave. It'll hook you up. You'll be fine. A leave. She's looking at the internet. You know, I got the internet too. I didn't have to come in here for this. So I leave. I'm She says, oh, Good luck. I'm like, Yeah, oh, good luck to you too. I hope you die. So <laughs> I, I go to the grocery store, to, to, to Walgreens, and I get the leave. And I said, I'm going to take it now because I can't. I got some yard work. There, I got something. I can't. I can't, just can't. Can't be mess playing these games, these reindeer games. So I take it at the place. She says, well, you know, you might have to worry about bleeding, ulcers, and, you know, if you see blood in your stool and your uh, stomach, oh, God, what is it with you guys? How come I can't? What is this? the fuck is this? Healthcare." So, um, segue later. And, um, so by the time I get home, so it's probably about eight minutes, 10, 12 minutes, I put up in the driveway, you know, just with traffic and lights. And usually, it, it, you know, as you're sitting in the front seat of your car, you know, like think this through for a second. You're in the front seat of your car, you open the door, everybody does it the same way. I'm quite sure. You open the door, you start to turn, like, cast your body to the left you lift up your left leg if you're driving an american vehicle not any place in england you lift up your left leg and you turn it out and put it on the ground your leg on the ground okay that motion i've been having to lift my leg to do that and then stabilize it before i stand on it because i don't want to fall out of the car i do that and next thing you know i'm like dancing like hitler next to the car you know like No, you see that meme with Hitler and the glow sticks? I'm not out of my mind. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like, oh, I got no pain. The fucking leave worked, which means that I've been, I apparently did so many of these clam things that I I had muscle inflammation tied into whatever. It went, and I was like, all right, huh? Let's see what happens when I go to jujitsu. So I go to jujitsu. I'm like packed with power. I'm like just, you know, I'm just like. All right, and I go, okay. The last test is okay. I've been crawling along and crawling along. You know, you know that meme with Hitler and the (laughs) glue sticks. Well, I'm the only one who has the internet. Come on, yeah. So that's uh, this kind of spastic dancing thing. I guess I could have said, I could have said the little thing, the 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 inflatable dolls outside of car dealerships. But you know, so uh, I say, okay, I've been running even on these crapped up hips. Because I got these shows coming up. But now that the hips seem to be okay, let me do my run and pour it on. So this is just, this is today. This is like an hour ago. And I'm sprinting up the hills and I'm like, oh, I feel great. <laughs> yeah, you can't hurt me. I, 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 I feel fantastic. But the catch is, I have to beat up on the 24 hours a day for like 10 days. And it's a 12 hour pill. So six to six to six to six to six to six. That's what I'm doing. I feel great. Feel great. My stomach doesn't feel so great. I probably got a bleeding ulcer and stomach cancer, but that's how I got here with the hair that's fucked up. And that's the only thing I could do to mitigate the certain amount of rage I was feeling. Now, in during the course of my life, I've been intimately connected to three abortions. I talked about this in the Substack piece from a few weeks ago. If you remember, if not, it's on you. You can go read it. One, right out of college, girlfriend is using a diaphragm or a cervical cap, right? I don't, one or the other it is, uh, you stick up inside, if you're a woman, you stick up inside yourself and it, it covers the, the, the cervix and you put spermicidal jelly on it, didn't work gets gets pregnant, right? No problem. Right. She she goes to the doctor. The doctor was a prick and wanted to impress upon her that this was serious. So made it even more miserable and it had to be actually hurt her. For years we talked about burning the place down. I'm sure the guy's finally retired at this point. And in any case, his place is not there anymore. Second one was when I went through my midlife crisis. I must have been about twenty eight, had like a an eighteen year old girlfriend. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, parents were totally cool with it. Yeah, no, I just, uh, I don't drink milk, but yeah, that's what, you know, I've been eating it with food. She goes, it won't work as well, whatever. It seems to be working fine. Uh, so she gets it and I, I covered this in the substack, but then she's like kind of dragging her feet because, you know, her sister already, her older sister already has like two kids at this point. And like, you know, she's enjoying being an aunt, and what? And I'm like, all of a sudden, as a dude, I realize, man, I got exposure here. I got, uh, what? 24? Ah, I damn, I can get my hands on you, 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 you young punk. <laughs> 24. <laughs> I'm older than your parents. How could that be? Anyway, um, so, so I realized I got exposure. I, I mean, I got exposure here. You know, on the one hand, I'm an upstanding member of the community who I think I was working at, not Intel then, but I don't remember where I was working then. But, you know, all of them. And then on the other hand, I'm part of this teen pregnancy problem. And she's going to his doctor. She's got subpar health insurance. Going to the doctor. The doctor's like refusing to give her help, birth control. Ah, people your age don't use them anyway. What? What kind of medical care is that? And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna give you abortion." Nah, you know, and he's messing around, and the, and the weeks are starting to go by, and I'm fucking sweating it because she also had polycystic kidneys, and in her family, it was four kids, fifty percent carry through rate. The father had it, had to get like a kidney transplant before that dialysis. So four kids, two of them had it. Older sister had, like, six kids. Three of them had it. fall through. So this is like a whole... Co- you know, the eugenicist in me, my kids give me a hard time. They don't do that. That's Nazis. Okay. You know what? People who care about... Ah, that doesn't sound good either. You know people who want the, the... If you're concerned about the health of your offspring, you know, you start to think, I, 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 I have all kinds of exposure, you know? But, uh, I, you know, I, finally she gets it done. And I mean, part of my argument at that time was like, listen, you can have the kid if that's what you really want. I, I can't make this decision for you, but I couldn't have a relationship with somebody who so aggressively would disregard my interest and my my wishes and desires here. So you have the kid, you sacrifice the relationship, I'll co-parent with you, whatever. And so I uh, decides to... to yeah, and let's see, can I even talk about... I can't even really talk about the third one because it didn't really involve... Somebody I was having sexual activity with, but it was very connected to me very closely. So um, these were timely interventions that completely, completely saved and determined, uh, you know, uh, in, in a positive way that the the flow of of the flow of all the lives involved. So I start to get that Colombo moment, you know, I start to, now I know some people who are politically lefty, these Chicago folks who used to be related to me, in-laws, who are, are one issue voters, talked about them on the show before, they're one issue, they're Catholics, the one issue is abortion, I guess they don't give a fuck about Catholic uh, priests sucking and fucking uh, 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 altar boys and altar girls, I guess that's okay. That's the child, the decades-long child molestation, bouncing the guy from parish to parish so he can fucking suck with impunity all along the rest of his career and life. I guess that's okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's as the people try to get me to take Neurontin. And Neurontin, I was almost going to take Neurontin. The guy goes, it's like living inside of a fishbowl. Like, why would I want that feeling? He goes, this changed my life. And I was like, yeah, and then I look, suicidal ideation. So, at what price do I pay to want to live in a fishbowl? Uh, yeah, I guess that fi- fish who live in fishbowls also want to kill themselves. Forget it. So then the wife has got something on. They give her for back pain. I look at it. It's neurontin. <laughs> and they, they, you know what? It's like it's like Egyptian cotton and Catch Twenty Two. Once they make and manufacture all that shit, they gotta sell it. How do you think heart medication ended up being hard on medication? Man, look at all this fucking shit we got. This a heart medication, we can't get rid of this stuff fast enough. How are we how are we gonna make back our retention? Well, you know, a couple of these guys. They, one of the downsides they said of the medication was it kept giving them erections. What? They kept giving them. When the fuck were you gonna mention that? Well, I don't know. It's just the guy was complaining. He just said, "You knew this for how long? You're fired." <laughs> the rebranded as Viagra. Put it out there. They don't give a fuck about us, right? They don't give a fuck. Yeah, feature, not a bug, right? So, I'm joking at that. So, change the and in one case, in the case that I won't mention, I can't even really think about. I start take any bullet you want; the larger the caliber, the better. This was an uh, an aversion. Look, Dr. Steve G. Ballinger, former guitar player for Whipping Boy, said at birth. Everybody should have birth control uh, implanted in them. And then when it comes time to breed, they could take it out. You say, well, who would decide to would take it out? Well, that's what would probably screw people up, and they would probably not really go for it because, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, And that's at the heart of it because the Colombo and me starts just go, ah, ah, there's another thing. There's another thing here. Yeah, okay, one issue voters, you're Catholics, you know, you're killing but you you know they're talking about zero abortion like you if you're one of those women who always has a, has a period regularly and knows and now I'm a week late and you know that you had unprotected sex but such and such a time you go like i'm I'm probably I'm probably missing to get a pregnancy test which are expensive I mean they're not super expensive but they're you know they're more expensive than that they're expensive I mean it's not not like you're gonna get it's not like you're going to buy some lotion and a hair comb and then get a pregnancy test and not going to notice a difference in prices, you know? So um, everybody should get one implanted. but what comes up because, well, who, who decides when to take it out? Well, you have to come with a wedding certificate and then they take it out wedding certificate. Well, what about if you, if you're gay and you have it and you can't in a state where you can't get married, only shit is tied in. This is, this is, this is, this is all tied in right now, you know? So Colombo, it's like, you know, it's like the 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 the, the uh, Joe Pesci character in JFK. It's a mystery inside of a nigga, inside not inside of a riddle. It's all tied in. Tied into what, Mr. Robinson? Mr. Robinson, you're not being a pretty good. It's tied into you do not think, listen, listen, there was a show on NPR, and they talked about, they were talking about the Middle East, and they said the number one concern, the most va- MVP in Israeli politics right now. Is a demographer. I'm driving along. Listen to this. It's a demographer. What the fuck are they talking to me? Demographer. Demographics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know. I got you. I I got you. Demographics. What? You don't think people pay attention? You don't think governments pay attention? You don't think they do long range projections? Why do you think we think? Look, Turks our our whipping boys drummer were they were luring uh turks uh with promises no they were luring guys in military bases sorry they were luring people on military bases with promises of drugs and then beating them up and taking their money but he said it was he, that that community divided and the people said let's keep robbing u.s military guys and the other guys well let's get the turks why was germany bringing all in all the turks Germany was bringing in all the Turks because they had done projections and figured out that German women weren't breeding fast enough to su- su- to supply their labor needs of the future. Demographers are looking at this and going, what the fuck? In Israel, they were looking at, do you realize if we maintain democracy, we will be outbred by Arab Israelis in, in-, in our lifetimes? Yes, longitudinal studies. So... Uh, I think, ah who does it? everybody scan look so Germany now has su oh you're old bunch you, bullet the European model and maternal leave is two years they don't give a fuck about women in Germany. They care about breeding in Germany. you make it easy for women the, the, the child care and the maternal leave and you get in- industry pays now, industry pays later. pay now, give them two years off, three years off, get state-sponsored healthcare, uh, 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 child care. They'll go to work without any problem you don't have to bring so many Turks in Scandinavia right now is having people having problems with people from from Arabic countries they're doing honor killings in the streets and they you know Swedish women walking down the street in a t-shirt going to these guys from these cultures out here they're sluts and so there's a rape problem in Sweden of course the right wing has glommed onto it in Sweden, it was like, we got to get them out well still haven't solved a demographic problem smarter people get fewer children they have. Few children they have. Labor forces of the future are not met. You're going to be, what? You can't get, the slavery is not working anymore. You're going to have to lure people from some other place. And so this is a, this is a you can integrate them as well as you can or you can't. Jobs change too. People who are willing to move or just move into that frozen hellhole of Sweden might have, you know, different ideas about how they want to go. So I start to think, oh, America. Well, I, and I've said recently, I said, America, thank God we don't have these problems. Americans are having kids that are, oh, but my idea of an American is very different from, say, somebody at the Heritage Institute's idea of an American. Huh? I live in a neighborhood full of Americans of Central America and uh, uh, south of the border of Mexican heritage. 67% of my neighbors. Others are Pacific Islanders. I think uh, four, uh, 11 to 14% are African-American at this point. This used to be the other way around. It had been 67% African-American neighbor when I first moved here in 1987. They tend, they tend to, uh, a- a- as they get more established, and you can look at the numbers, uh, even now, working class Black folks as well as Latinos are now drifting rightward. Isn't that enough? That enough? Apparently not. Apparently not. Not only are they concerned, uh uh, yeah, exactly. If yeah, BC's got it right, not only are they concerned about demographics and the numbers, but they're concerned about what version of America, and it's very much the Baldwin's version of America. Sage Northbutt, all American. Paige Van Sant, all American. Johnny Boney Jones, not so much all American. <laughs> All-American. Uriah Faber, all-American. Uh, Charles Oliveira, well, he's Brazilian, so that doesn't count. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, the Federalist Society. Read, You know, all of these groups have been longstanding agendas that they've been pursuing for a long time. You know, they don't, and if you think the anti-gay marriage, you know, they don't give a shit about that. One of the first things that came out of Charlottesville was and it, it was shocking to the portions of America who this shit was bubbling under their noses and didn't realize it. Jew will not replace us. Alternated with uh, uh, Alternate with, you will not replace us. What are, you, what are you talking about? All this stuff is burbling under. Oh, this is no longer going to be a white majority country. We're, uh, Black flags sang about that shit in 78. Going to be a white minority. You know, off of jealous again. You would think, you would think, JB, hanging out with the cops and all that. Nah, 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 not in the bald one's head. He's got steroid monkeys in that in that promotion that or more or, uh, uh, American than some of the... Well, I wonder why. Or maybe it's because they use hyphens. How yeah, people see, feel, you know, <laughs> plenty of Irish American guys that people feel are all American. And more so if they're blonde hair than blue eyes. I'm just saying. How much do they believe in this? Clearly enough to pack the courts, to put this in play since well before George W. Bush and to risk the political fallout from having activated you know the 71% of Americans who are okay being that part of your healthcare offering. And to be one thing, listen, if you really... It's inconsistency that bugs me, but it's also the one that tells the truth, right? If you really cared about pre-born fetuses as as living things, humans and so forth, you would say, we want to avoid any complications possible. You wouldn't be able to go down five feet. It would be like phone booths and mailboxes used to be, garbage cans. You'd be able to have really free and easy access to birth control, despite doctors at Kaiser thinking, ah, people your age don't use them anyway. HIV hit, you couldn't go into a bar in San Francisco without fish bowls full of condoms. Couldn't go in without fish bowls full of condoms. All over the place. Make it. You could get the abortion pill. You could get, but not that, not, but that's, that's not the issue, right? The issue is wanted or unwanted. The issue is living, breathing bodies of a certain hue. Yes. And that's been the pursuit. Listen, Morrissey, who called me a few weeks ago wanting a reading list, is getting lambasted because he said, and I'm not saying it's like he shouldn't be lambasted, but he said, the essential character of the UK is white. What well, you mean the plundering imperialistic UK that opened up doors to brown people of all kinds because they had their own labor problems? And keep in mind, you know, i mean, been, uh, you know, their history with the Irish. And now suddenly. So, uh, you know, it's a mystery inside of a riddle, inside of an enemy, except it's not. You don't believe that. I don't believe that. But there, it doesn't make a difference. There are people, look, don't go, there's a, there's a bear, the, the witch, the witch trials. Well, let, let's get, let me get this straight. Put her in the water. If she floats, she's a witch. If she sinks and drowns, she's not a witch. Throw her in. Wait. Ah, she's dead. Guess she wasn't a witch. The one who floats, she's a witch. Stoner, a burner. burn her. <laughs> I, this is an actual concern. It's an actual concern. Do you know people who are immigrants? Exactly. I mean, you get places you get places where places that are more similar, but somehow they don't have the demographic problems or interests or somehow just, this is not part of their conception. Listen, I'll give you an example, an interesting example. Uh, Kasha will be in an Uber or Lyft back when she was freely taking such vehicles before she had her driver's license. And she'd get the Uber driver and the guy, be, she'd be talking, just saying, where are you going? What's going on? Where are you, you know, or not even where you. And then finally, a couple of, it's happened several more than once. See, I've told the story before. The guy would stop and go, wait a minute. Your husband's black, right? Or your boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Which well, is, well, how do you know? He goes, no white woman ever gets into my car and is just comfortable with me. So, yeah, she comes from a culture that's 98% racially homogenous. Black, she knows me. So you look like my husband. I'm comfortable with you. These other guys, I don't know from shit. I don't know who they are. You know, these kind of guys with the sweaters around their necks. I don't know. this wasp. I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is. All right, the rest of the world makes these decisions. But, you know. The U.S. obsessed with this. I thought we were meeting our demographic needs with Americans. Apparently not the right kind of Americans. So they're clamping down on this shit. They, you're going to have, if you are white and poor, you are going to be having kids no matter what you do. They don't give a fuck. Collateral damage are the poor uh, blacks and Latinos and people of color who can't now, won't be able to afford it. Can't get, all right. Until each life, a little rain must fall. Guess this gotta go. You gotta go. But you white folks are having those fucking kids so that we can delay, what, you know, Jew will not replace us. You will not replace us. you goddamn right you won't replace us. You're gonna breed and you're gonna breed. We don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. They pursued this and pursued it. And, and in like always, I'm sure you have true believers And you have cynical opportunists. In this instance, I think the numbers, I think they're way more true believers who have bought what the cynical opportunists have sold them, but who are completely incapable of buying that the cynical opportunists are using them as cat's paws. And that's all we got happening. But somewhere in America, there are real people living real lives. And as my, as a, as a, a, you know, (laughs) yeah, exactly. You know, you know, be, being queer at this point, you know, it's like that's a cat's paw as well. Oh well, now we can re, we could pull back gay marriage. We could pull. Uh, that's a cat's paw. They're, they're, you know, the other thing, the the, the other thing, the thing, that the main thing is you white folks are f- being forced to breed because as you get more educated, you're like, I'm not gonna have. You know, if you if you know college educated white, how, let's look at the college educated white folks that you know, and how many kids do they have? I don't just a quick, just a quick thing in my head of my friends. I don't know of any college educated white folks. I know who have more than two kids. There are few, like if I, if I sit and just stop talking for a second, I could think of a few, but this is not. So what does that do to the demographic numbers? And, and listen, these small towns are dying like this dying, like they're dying in France. France is so panicked about their rural lifestyle dying because all the young people are like, I'm not going to fucking stay here. I'm going to the city. That the 42% of them now in parliament are fucking Le Pen's people. I think the French are going to discover like they discovered in French Indochina, which got us dragged into Vietnam, that suddenly life under fucking fascists is not that fun. Exactly. So, you know, my plan of a few weeks ago, still in play to get the fuck out of America. I'm gonna stay ahead of uh, disaster. I hope that the houses that I can that that I can get this land in place and get the fuck out of here before it, it. I mean, it is in my mind now a race against time. Because if you think that the Democrats are going to develop a set of fucking nuts to suddenly do exactly what, who was it, the the FDR did and say, you know, I'm just going to increase the number of judges. Why not? A jury of 12. Why not 12 judges? Yes. Spain. I thought, oh, don't tell anybody. That's where I'm going. Look, it survived World War One, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and all the Gulf Wars. The only thing, in the problem, they got Basque separatists. I know what they look like. I got friends who are Basque separatists. And you manage the language. It gets hot right by the ocean. Fuck it. Fuck you. I'm gone. And I usually, I look, ah, you know, look, where everything. Cyclical, things would be okay. I don't know about that. I'm totally unsure about that. Because you realize some of these people dying from, you know, I knew people who died, I'm old enough, have personal acquaintance with people who died from shitty back alley abortions. Cordelia, I think her last name was Cordelia Scott, friend of my mother's. I also knew a guy who was a doctor uh, and he said that uh, he would give his clients who had money vacations in Japan, recommend them. Because you could in the 1940s and 50s get a, an abortion in, or not in the 40s, you know, there was Nagasaki. But in the 50s and the 60s, you could get abortions in Japan very easily. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ali, Ali, Alito was a piece of shit. So, uh, whatever amount of time you got to invest in this country, I don't have the time. I've been trying, look, I as a kid, I thought, hey, man, things will swing, but it'll be nice when it's not happening. It's not happening. You know, it's not happening. They're playing the same. This <laughs> They're not playing win-win. no, nah, nah, they're not playing win-win. Because that would mean I win and you win. They don't give a fuck about me winning or you winning. So, uh, and I used to think, I'm not going to see. Cede- I built this country. I'm not going to see it over to the, hey, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Like Dr. Dre said when he left death row, sometimes you, you don't feel comfortable at a party. What do you do? You leave that party. And you in you know, the guys are like, and my attitude about abortion, like I said in the piece initially, was like, hey, it's not my issue. But I give a fuck. That was me at 16. When my, my fucking was sporadic and spotty. I didn't get laid for the first time until I was 15. And I thought, wow, that's great. I'm glad I finally did that. This will be a regular part of my life now. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, I wasn't lucky enough at 15 to think that. I said, so, well, it's not really my issue. Lord, I don't give a shit. You ain't getting college and fucking becomes a normal part of your life. You go, whoa, whoa, whoa. There was some interregnum there before like herpes and, and HIV kicked, kicked in where you're like, Condoms? Oh, I got to worry about pregnancy? Ass. so she gets pregnant. On my problem. Oh, yeah. And then you go through a midlife crisis and you start dating 18-year-olds. You realize you got a certain amount of exposure. Or, alternatively, women in their 30s. Whoops! Ah nah, 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 nah. Become a regular user of condoms. I tell you, they, they've missold, uh, missold male contraceptive because most male, most of the guys I know who are abusing steroids became temporarily infertile. They, if they had sold male contraceptives as steroid derivatives, which they are, guys would be talking, God, give me, I need some more. I need some more contraceptive. <laughs> I've only gained 15 pounds of raw muscle. So, hey, um... So, ah, uh, uh, your phone's dying. i right, sorry. What do you got? I can't help you with that. So uh, so the fights last night, <laughs> I watched every single fight with the exception of Vera and the Chris Martin one. And I don't know how I missed that, except for the fact sec- that the ex-wife came over to hang out for a bit and I need to show her some stuff at the house. She's going to help me out with some stuff. And I put the phone down and paused it. And I thought just like, you know, like a videotape, you go back and it would pick it up there. Apparently, whatever, that 15 minutes that it took for that fight to happen, I completely missed that one. But I watched them all, all that were not worth talking about. But the entire flow of the fight, uh, UFC fight night last night was actually pretty superlative. And now I know Mr. Iz was watching, and I was having to ignore his, uh, uh, oh, no. I, th- I, have, I have two exes that never speak to me again have never spoken to me again and one it's just proximity issues like i happened to run into her on the street she's like huge i was like oh shit hey what's going on and we don't live in the same country anymore this is not gonna and then the other one is the one who had sex with the hairdresser and uh and then uh Got pregnant and went back to New York and told everybody that it was my kid, and I kicked her out and ruined all those friendships. And then she robbed them of all their drugs and their leather jackets. And and then they realized, oh, Eugene's a good guy and she's a piece of shit. She's never been heard from again. But otherwise, yeah, I'm in touch with everybody. So um, I I was rooting for, I forgot who I picked. I forgot that I had picked Sarukian. Uh, and then I realized I thought that Sarukian was Gamrot. I really probably meant to pick Gamrot because of the Polish power thing. And I think that if you watch tomorrow's Care Don't Care, it's just me and Stefan. I actually think that Gamrot, even though it turns out I picked Sarukian and I fucked up my night of picks, that I thought I was rooting for Gamrot. And I do think that Gamrot, uh, Gamrot won. I I and I, I lay it out. I don't want to cheat. Care don't care. I lay it out on care don't care. It's like all all Shurukian had brought to the table that wasn't being returned were the kicks, and the kicks were being blocked about fifty percent of the time. Whereas his uh, the 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 boxing Gamrot was getting through almost a hundred percent of the time, and he was not getting struck by Shurukian. Um He could take him down at liberty. Um, and he was busy enough on the ground to cause damage, which was not the same as uh, 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 Shuriken was passionful and really wanted to win that fight. But desire is not not you know. There's desire and there's effectiveness. Police. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, but you know that fight was so, so from the grappling perspective. That fight was just so. I don't give a shit. I mean, this is ideally, we're talking about win lose. They don't give a fuck about who's losing. This was an actual win win. I know, I know, Saruki felt bad about losing, but both of these guys are healthy guys that nobody now wants to fight. This is beyond, it's not executive gatekeeper. Well, I got to get through that guy. They didn't know anyone wants to fight these guys right now. Got a high number in the Phantom toll booth. Nobody wants to touch them. And, uh, and neither one of them were diminished by this fight. And the holes, you know, uh, Soruki was like, well, you know, probably in training, he was like, I'm gonna train for 25 minutes, maybe I'll train for 35 minutes. So I can, I got the juice to go 25 minutes. It doesn't matter when you do that, because you will never fight in training the way you do in competition. You've got to get people in that. And the people talking about, hey, how come Kamzat is training the guy who Darren Till's got to, whatever. You got to fight somebody who's really trying to hurt you for 25 minutes to get us to, to if you want to develop the cardio to get through that kind of 25 minute fight. Sarukian so was dying the fourth and the fifth round. And the reality of it is, had it gone any longer, he would have, I think, I felt safe to say he would have healthily lost. Yeah. I mean gamma you know. I mean there are holes in his game, you know. There, they were. Play. I didn't like the fact that he he did not actually employ kicks more significantly, and I felt oh, suddenly like I was in a kind of a, a Diaz mode where they 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 use kicks as kind of seasoning, but they don't really use them in a serious way. It's right, whatever. But I'm just saying, maybe use them in a more serious way. Yes, I do. Um. Uh-huh. BJJ Places, uh, well, you know, I'm friends with Harley. Harley Flanagan, who's a, a, who's a Henzo guy. If you can get over their politics, they've got places in Flushing, Elmhurst, uh, Brooklyn, and Lower Manhattan. And uh, and I when I was there in New York, I trained with uh, Trinity, at Trinity, where the Meow Brothers are. I can't say I liked them too much. It was a little bit too militaristic. And you remember my Meow Brothers story where the guy gives me the hand like this. It's like, oh, get the, okay. You know how about I drop my nuts on your face? How about that? How about how about that for today? <laughs> I mean, I Surreal Academy is a, is a pirate ship, man. I didn't give a hand motion like that. I'm talking to you, <laughs> okay? Uh, so, and there, I, I got guys who used to train Serral Academy. Some are training with Marcelo Garcia, but he just moved apparently. So I don't know what's happened to his school and. Um, no, yeah, I mean, there are a couple. There a couple of good. Oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, there's one in Brooklyn. There, there's a, there's a Henzo place in Brooklyn. I mean, it's ghee, but they also do no Gi. Everybody's doing both now. So, like I said, if you can look by the politics, that's a place to go. But Ga- Gamrot, both of these guys are electrified. They both get a performance bonus. They are they are lightning going through. This is this is what this is the kind of these are the what you've been seeing. Who's the cat? Qatar Calvin Cater. Who uh, lost uh, uh, last week? That's clearly the judges are expressing a preference, not for guys like that, but for guys. And you know what the preference was? You know what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. He, Hanzo's been acting kind of strange. The, the, it's like twenty eight to twenty seven. They're sending a message. That was a unanimous decision win, but that twenty eight to twenty seven is someone you can live with. Okay. That's one you can live with. The Calvin Cater thing. What they were saying with that fight was "fuck you, Calvin Cater." And if Calvin Cater is not listening, Calvin Cater's is going to have it happen again. Same with Rose Namajunas. You can't. You can't be fighting these fights not to get beaten anymore. That's the thing of the past. That's the thing of the past. So, uh, um, um, uh, I started to think about this weekend's coming fight, July second, which I. I, I I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to see it live. So I'm gonna to have to ignore, I'm gonna be on stage. So I'm gonna to have to ignore your text and tweets during that showtime until I see it, unless I want the surprise ruined. Um I we decided that we both felt well, actually, Steph broke the mold and picked Cannoneer. Um, and I would said that I would be super excited to have Cannoneer win because Izzy's been talking strange lately. I don't even know about wins and losses. I don't care about wins and losses. I don't know anything about them. I don't even know where my belt is. I'm not even here for wins and losses. I'm just here for technique. It's like, you sounded like you're laying the groundwork for a loss here, you know? Um, I I know he's fully capable of beating Cannoneer. And of course, Cannoneer knows at this point, key to victory with Izzy is to spend more time taking him down. But if you don't think Eugene Barman has been working, Izzy is not a normal blue belt. Yeah, I know he got his blue belt. You're like, ah, the guy's just a blue belt. Mm, you got to count on the fact that he's been trying to spackle up this hole as significantly as possible, and that will not be an out for you. He's on that Chuck Liddell plan. You can't take him down, and you're going to get clipped coming in. So I feel okay picking Izzy for that fight, but I also feel like near I would be super excited to have him crap in the middle of that cake. Um, Serious. Yeah, 10th uh, Planet guys, look, a friend of mine's a lawyer in Los Angeles, and she's great. And she, I sent her to 10th Planet because I know uh, Scott Einstein uh, Epstein, and I thought that they would be cool. And she, I said, hey, you still, Angela, you still going? And she's like, nah, I stopped. Was, Those guys were kind of dicks. And I was like, ah, fuck. All right. You know, that one woman at my place says, Eugene, I won't roll with him because he's old, fat, and creepy. What do you mean, creepy? I don't care about the old and the fat. What do you mean creepy? She goes, ah, you, you know, I mean, you make people uncomfortable. And so anytime I hear talk like that, I typically take a step closer and go, uncomfortable. How? How? Is it because of my extraordinarily large penis? <laughs> and of course, everybody's uncomfortable. I, I, I'm the master of uncomfortability. I whatever. But I don't, you know, that's bad press. The creepy is bad press. you can say weird, but creepy that I guess would be character defining and limiting. I don't like the creepy so much so so uh but you know I don't know it's I, I, every judicial place is not the same and it pained me to see Lloyd Irvin in Dude's corner last night. I can't remember whose corner he was in and I was like how was how was that how was that possible? How did that defense of his get him out of doing jail time for that gang rape? How do, that doesn't make any sense to me. I want to recall that judge. Let me. You don't send Lloyd Irving to jail because he was at a gang rape. But because he couldn't get it up, he didn't actually do any of the... Hey, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you out of your mind? I go into a bank with some friends who intend to rob the bank, and I drop my gun outside so I get to go home, right? I didn't actually have a gun. I was just there with those guys. Jesus Christ! I can't remember who whose corner he was in now. But it paint, I saw the camera go over his face. I was like, eh, eh, shit, "The fuck is? Oh, it's Lloyd Irvin. I think his fighter may have lost. Um. So uh, and then, uh uh uh, 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 who's the guy? Uh, Ramaz? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like the Olberg because, you know, I felt like the like a raging bull. You know, he ain't pretty no more. Yeah. And you know, he's a handsome guy. I rooted for other handsome guys. Drew Bond was a handsome guy. I rooted for him. Male model looking guy. But it's like it's consciousness of it that bothers me. And Oldberg is like this false front, this consciousness thing. And then look, he's a kid, he's nervous. He's like, I got I got you. But that I I I could live with that. But then who was the guy? I can't the guy with the fur furry hat. What's his name? Rama. Uh, the undefeated guy who beat the uh, Neil uh, Magny. What's his, what's, his, what's his name? So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I, look, I almost refused to vote pick this fight because I knew Magny would get to it. He would get to it in some way. You pick Magny, he was going to lose. You pick the other guy, Magny's going to win. You decide that you don't want to pick any because you can't trust Magny because he's a gicta and that somehow I would be fucked over. I decided I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't <laughs> Easy. yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz well Nate doesn't pay attention halfway on the show so he, he wouldn't get uncomfortable like he used to do which made it which made it worthwhile and that's where the other Dallas let me tell you about that guy <laughs> it would also make him uncomfortable but you know uh, so uh who's the guy who just who beat Magny? What the uh, Ram is the, I'm sorry, I don't want to be the ugly American. What's the cats? I don't have to look it up. Just tell me. Somebody figure out who's he got. And then um, they're now talking about having him fight uh, Chimaev. And I'm like, that would be a good fight. And his call out I thought was interesting. He calls out, uh, yeah, yeah, Rachmanov. He calls out um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And at first I thought that was a shit call out. And Steph schooled me on it. She goes, no, nah, that makes a lot of sense. The guy's still relevant somehow. wonder boy but it's an easy pick you you know if you're a number if you're 15 now you're 10 or 11 and you pick off pick off a guy who's 12 or 14 easy you can easily jump ahead by picking guys that are behind you and that's an interesting stratagem. I like this guy Uh, and Magny was the odds where nobody ever expected Magny to win but what's more significant to me and how Magny ended up gifting me again is that He didn't actually gift me at all, so by not gifting me at all, he gifted me again because I believe that he won't gift me again next time, and I'll pay attention and care, and I will get gifted again. I'm not playing that game. Anything that Magni is in is dead to me unless it involves a guy who's 16 and now 17 and old. (laughs) And he and the thing that was most amazing about him, he displayed no fear on the ground. There were a couple of times where like Magdy's like, I'm gonna go for a heel hook, I'm gonna threaten a heel hook, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna knee bar, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knee bar, now I'm gonna do an ankle lock. And he was just like, ah, okay, you you that's the kind of that's the kind of uh uh the, the the energy that uh uh Izzy's gotta bring to whatever happens with him and uh and Canoneer. I only cared about three fights in the card yesterday, even though there were some. I like uh, Demopolis. I just see if you follow me. I was like, she's a darling. I just I just I like the enthusiasm. I like people who like like being where they are, you know. Yeah, I think he was going out. I mean, because you're already huffing and puffing. It doesn't take much in that state, you know. So Demopolis was great, and now she's got the thing a jump. And what I like is that she was like a sex worker, but you look at her and go, Well, I don't see that. No, because it's just a job, man. You know? I mean, out of the sex workers I've known, between strippers and cam girls and porn stars and so on, only about half of them are like people that you'd only want to have you really want to have sex with. The others were just average-looking people who just happen to do jobs that guys were ooh you know, half the people you know are probably naked somewhere now. Well, most of us are naked at least once a day if you take a shower. Who cares? But she, her enthusiasm, her enthusiasm was great, and her, and I, uh, 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 and she was fighting this woman who who just shut down. I would not be surprised to pin pin hey or whatever her name is that that uh, that she was injured somehow. I don't think it was a physical injury. I think it's her head. And she was like one of those fighters who didn't you get the memo? I'm supposed to win this fight. And then when, you know, um, you know, I'm supposed to win this fight. And then with a the little bit of adversity, she folded. So there were a few not, you know, don't cares. that became cares for me. Uh, the three fights. There was one other. I'm sorry. Bordeaux had to, you know, it's like come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on, and in this instance, Ngannou has got the same mojo that that Johnny Boney John has. You know, his fight team didn't prepare. Did he? Did he even tell Badeau that it was MMA? Listen, part of his problem, again, circling back to the French, is that MMA, as it was practiced in France for a long time, if you remember, I told you, uh, going in Marseille, going to the uh, going to the MMA fight, they segmented. By which I mean, if you're standing up. If you're standing up, you're standing up. If you fall to the ground in a grappling, you're grappling. No striking. And there's one third category. Like, I can't remember what it is. So, you know, to, it would be very easy if you're training for a fight like that. So you're big, you're fast, and your striking is good enough. He will never be able to get you down. And so it's okay that you're not good on the ground. What the fuck are you thinking? That's why Cyril Ghosn lost, and that's why Bordeaux lost his fourth fight in a row. It's mixed martial arts. And somebody said on the Twitter machine, it's like your drunk uncle's fighting at the barbecue. 100% correct. No new cares there for me. In fact, I care less about Bordeaux, who I was caring about a little bit before. And I can't remember the third fight I had. So I talked about the, uh, the headliner one, uh, Gam- Gamrod and uh, Sharukian. I talked about Neil Magny and uh, Rachmaninoff. And uh, there was one other fight that I picked. Not I don't care at all about what Cerrone does, what he thinks, where he goes. It's sad. Stop thinking. Stop putting that guy in there. Let him go out like Randy did. I felt like I was sleepwalking there. Good luck. See you later. No more talk. No more chatter. No more threats. No more trying to lure him back in like they're trying to lure Khabib. No, he's gone. Cerrone needs to be gone. What is the third fight that I cared about? Uh, I did like, uh, yeah, I did like the Ulberg thing. I did. Uh, it's uh, high on the card, though. Ah, this time's you. <laughs> e- 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 equals I see you. That's the what I should what I should add. So let's look at it. Let, let's look at it and see because now it's going to drive me crazy, and I don't want it to go on trail on beyond the end of the show. So let's see UFC uh, UFC Fight Night and okay Neil Magnet, Parisian. That wasn't it. Uh, not Moises and yeah. oh 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 I know what it was. Okay okay it was Nurmagomedov. Yes, thank you JB got it, and I was like okay. They said it in the commentary in the nicest way they could. This is sports entertainment. You know, in other words, if Khabib has got the ears to hear, he will translate to his cousin what he said. And, like, you completely made Manis look like the guy had never trained before, but you didn't finish him, and it was a boring fight. They are not going to put any money behind you. They're not. You could keep winning like you would if there was if this were a sports league. That's fine and well and good. It's not going to get you fights. Yeah, Khabib is in the corner, and then they get to run the package on uh, Kazakhstan or uh, Dagestan. And but that's not going to be enough. Look, don't let's not be a Larry Holmes here. People, who, you got our attention. Got to earn the interest. You know, I mean, Khabib, it was always predictable what Khabib was going to do. There was the predictability factor, was relatively high, but he always, like any good entertainer, mixed in something slightly different. Yeah, we talked about O'Malley coming up, and I had to say, you know what? I don't know. You know, I mean, at least he's he's got money and energy put behind him, O'Malley, and at least he's not all American. And that's all I got. If they wanna, if they wanna give this guy, you know, patty cakes, that's fine. Him and Pimlet, you need personalities, but you need to replenish that pool. You got about a year before I go. You like I said, those fights have to play out their their schemes. You know, Johnny Boni Joni, Stipe, these guys have to get into their whatever. But you need you need fresh blood. So I'm um, like O'Malley has got these hand-picked opponents. He's fighting a guy who's like one in four in his last fights. Right? Come on with this, Pedro. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. And they just cut a patty Pimblet, a big old check. They said he's like I'm making the big money, the big money. At 21, what is the big money to you exactly? Big money to you at 21 could be a, a 7-Eleven sandwich and some M&Ms. Man, that's the big money. You can't pay your rent with that, man. So, uh, so yeah, so Khabib's guy, he's got his cousin. He's got <laughs> to help him. You know, all he has to do is mix in something a little bit. If Bisping is calling you on it, they're trying to help. They're trying to help. If the baldwin is watching and the boxing match is not making him go like that. Oh, what, happened? Huh? Oh, oh yeah. This is Uma. This is great. Whatever. I mean, this is the this is the exact opposite of the Calvin Cater thing. Calvin Cater is just, just enough to get by hoping that'll win it. And he's actually dominating man, that's all of it. Just dominating, dominating, dominating. Enough to win, but that's not enough to make you want to watch him do it again and again, and again, sorry, not, and at a certain point, it's like, okay, I don't mind being beaten by a a guy, but I don't want to be beaten by a guy who's going to boringly beat me, and now I got to leave this fight tarred with the same fucking brush, people think it's my fault, you know, it's not my fault, it's not my, dude, it's it's his fault, it's not my fault, well, you lost, How's I make it making my fault? Well, you should have fought a more exciting fight. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Stop it! Mm. So, yeah, fix that. So, those were the three fights I cared about. Like I said, there were some don't cares that became cares. Uh, next week, uh, I made my picks. Uh, watch noon tomorrow. Care, don't care. I will not be able to watch the fights live because I'll be on stage uh, singing my guts out. I'll get my hips holed up with my 24 hours of leave. I'm not dead. Also, I tell you that I tell you that because I will be on European time. If you're if you are in Europe and you want to come to any Boonwell shows, you know how to get a hold of me. Let me know, I'll put you on the list, you can show up. I don't expect much when you do that. I do expect a little bit though. Nobody rides for free. And all I'm saying is if I got problems with somebody in the audience, if I got problems with somebody in the audience and you see me heading for the edge of the stage, take care of that guy for me so I don't have to ruin the show. What? I got to do everything. I got to sell the tickets. I got to sell the T-shirts. I got to sing the songs. I got to beat up the, 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 the misbehaving audience members. I got to do all that stuff. Come on, help out a little bit. And yeah, if you're coming to the London show, oh, my God, that venue is terrible. As a caution, knocked somebody out at that venue last time. There's no floor. It's a coffee shop. There's no floor. It's all cement. It's sound. I don't know how you, know, you can do DJ music, drum and bass stuff, but a rock band is going to be miserable there. Fortunately, I have a solution, and that solution involves lots of alcohol, <laughs> which lowers my tolerance even more. So to a certain regard, this is, I'm taking my vacation time. I might as well have a vacation, but, uh, but if you're going to be there in London, let me know and I'll put you on the list. I got to keep it together sort of in London because weirdly enough, people I work with are going to come to the show. Which of course makes me, you know, you know the way I work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh i like, oh, I got to hold it together. People I work with, and in my head, hold it together? Okay, what about my authentic self? Maybe my authentic self who doesn't want to hold it together tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe my authentic self wants to... <laughs> you see where this is going. Look, if you put you on the list, you don't have to help me keep my act together. But just take... If, say, if I, you see me heading for somebody help me out and certainly if it's a woman you got to help me out because I, I can't be in public punching women well you're private punching women I can't do it you so yeah one woman figured last time we played cafe auto just where well, she's gonna act a fool and fortunately Kasha was there and I was somebody else like I think you too are low class I go that's great yeah thank fine thanks for your opinion all-time greatest line ever <laughs> oh he said, sucking his dick once doesn't make him a friend <laughs> there you go sad success a line well delivered anyway that's the end of two two one of the S. Robinson show stomper don't tell anybody what you heard here how come you how come everything hey stuff I tell you you can't be telling everybody so two two one read the uh look what you made me do Eugene S. Robinson substack, the thing on abortion, send it out to people. They need to read it because it it was a care. If you weren't reading between the lines, it was a carefully coded call for armed insurrection. And uh, so that a, a Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes live Tuesday night. If the shoes fit, I think Nash is on. He was last place. He was there with me. We're tied, but in that his book, that's last place and uh and then uh, they're sitting on my they're sitting on my Ron Athey piece, so I've been sending emails back and forth discussing words like glory hole, double headed dildo, and uh cruising uh cruising for for by curious boys. This is all things that Ron Athey said in his piece that they're like saying, you know, Eugene, this is, can't really. And I'm like, why not? Well, this is what he said. Come on. It's Pride Month. What is it? This war against male sexuality. What are we talking about here? And in actual fact, that's a larger piece and a larger discussion to have about if if you want to know how men really are, if you want to know how men really are, all you got to do is look at gay dudes. Now, we played the leather bar in San Francisco. Uh, we played a leather bar in San Francisco. In the bathroom in the leather bar, the Eagle of San Francisco, they had lots of posters about piss night. I guarantee you there is not a club in the world where lesbians or any grouping of women are putting together piss nights. And I look at the poster as I'm standing at the urinal, because naturally it was in the urinal, and it was a well-designed poster. Somebody had to do an illustration. Somebody had to lay it out. Somebody had to take it to a printer. Somebody had to take the thing from the printer and carry it back to the club. Somebody had to put it up in all the club. There was a lot of energy behind Piss Night. People were excited about Piss Night. People would actually, at the club that sanctioned Piss Night, we're gonna have a piss night they're gonna have special drinks for for piss night. for sure they do not want me writing about piss night for a, a major corporation. I got it. but why is and why am I making people uncomfortable talking about it this is like I mean <laughs> you, you see where I'm going with this? This is like man unbridled from the social constraints of trying to be normal. You know what? I, I asked a friend, I said, what is the most breathtaking, and the show's going to go over, sorry, that's the deal. What is the most breathtaking, heart-stopping, bald-faced lie that you have ever told? He goes, that's easy. I told it last week. I go, okay, what was it? Uh, I, go, I go, I go, what was it? He said, <laughs> he said, The most breathtaking lie that he said was, I am not, I am circumcised. I was like, whoa, that is breathtaking because specifically you are not circumcised. He goes, I know. And and then you had sex with a woman that you told, you told her that you were circumcised and you had sex with her. I'm assuming during that sexual exchange, she saw your penis. He goes, yes, she did. I go, did she call you on this? He goes, "And she did call me on it. And I go, how did you get out of it? He told an even more breathtaking lie. He said, I acted like I didn't understand what the word circumcise was. <laughs> uh. I mean, I mean, only you, if, if, if you are a heterosexual woman and you want to understand male sexuality, heterosexual male sexuality, you have to look at the unbridled male sexual id in the form of what gay men do. And then you will understand, huh? Huh? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why he wanted to ejaculate on my face. I don't understand that. What? It, it, there's nothing inherently erotic, sexual, but it's not like getting a hand job or book. There's nothing that increases his level of pleasure. It's like a seasoning that why does he need it? Piss night. Or alternatively, he pissed on me or or spit on me or, or you know, these are things that if you're a woman, you're going like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Which is fine. Because every other section of, of society has somehow their sexual interest section and discussed. I could I did an interview with a woman about uh, uh, she runs a sex business. And we could talk about, I want to do sex business. She makes porno movies for women. And everybody could talk about it. And nobody's creeped out. I interviewed trans people. And they talked about, you know, the thing. And they're talking about sex and their transformation and you know, their journey. Nobody's freaked out. talk to lesbians and they talk about nobody's freaked out but i talked to one guy who mentions one glory hole and cruising for curious boys which he said that sounds kind of predatory to me and all of a sudden everybody's freaked out so if if they if if they make me make more changes to the ron Athey piece, i'm just gonna pull it i'm gonna run it on the sub stack and i'm gonna put glory hole back in it's like you know, I'm not sticking my dick through a glory hole, but I understand that somebody might. And if a guy tells me I went to a place because of the glory hole, I'm like, "Cool, bro, you be you." I don't, I don't lack an understanding for why. Anyway, this went over. <laughs> and no, and no, and I really do think it's a war because because heterosexual men. Who, if you take this undistilled male essence as it applies itself when you're just having sex with men, and you apply it in a heterosexual thing, the shit might seem like antisocial and weird and creepy, like the woman said about me at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, let me see how if I can get this straight without. Fortunately, for example. My wife, whose first exposure to me was via Oxbow, you can't imagine that at any point she thought, Oh, and, and, and prior to having had sexual contact with me, you don't think at any point that she had to have said, Oh, this is probably going to be normal. <laughs> yeah, you no. Know? So, through luck, pluck, and perseverance over the years, I've managed to work myself into a place. Where Where the woman who chose to marry marry me didn't have to like I'm prepared for anything <laughs> anything i I don't expect this to be a normal ride at all you know uh I don't expect this to be a normal ride at all, so anything could happen and that was perfect that's a perfect place for us to be um you're open for anything yeah i'm 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 open for anything. Or oh, like another old girlfriend said to me, you created an environment where everything seemed possible. I said, everything? She goes, anything. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the show. There's more stuff about the guy who owes me money who are now I'm flipping out. When did he owe me money? He owed me money as of 330 yesterday when I dropped all the books off at his bookstore and he was supposed to be there to give me the money and said he he was going to be there. And then suddenly he wasn't there. And I like, okay, I'm not going to go all the way home with the books. I'm going to leave him here, which I didn't want to do. I got to trust you. But you know one good thing about that? Bookstores have books in them that are made of paper. See where I'm going with that. I hope you pay me by Tuesday. We'll find out on if if the if the shoes fit. If I did indeed get paid by Tuesday, because I, <laughs> accidents can happen. Anyway, this is two two one. I'm your host Eugene Robinson. We'll see you try to. um I can't make any promises about next week. I will try to do the show from wherever I am. But uh, I'll be nine hours ahead of now, so it'll be some sort of confusion. But I've done the show in Lyon. I've done the show in Copenhagen. I've done the show in Paris. I've done the show in in Berlin. I will do the show. I just can't guarantee. Yeah, Fahrenheit 451. I can't guarantee the time. Anyway, we'll see you soon. Don't die. Don't die, Blondie. Look what you made me do! (laughs) my throat from that.